Someone's cursing, my lord. Late night lunch. Someone's puffling, my lord. Late night lunch. Someone's growing, my lord. Late night lunch. Oh lord, late night lunch. This is a post-watershed production. Welcome to the show with comedy sunglasses, alcohol poisoning, and third-degree sunburn. The show never afraid to be naked in front of children. Late night large. I'm your paranoid tweaker in the medical tent, Aaron Bliss. While having his wallet and phone nicked while crowd surfing is Mike Large. Alright. I wouldn't be having my wallet and phone nicked, would I? <laughs> Sorry. You're the uh, you're the big dog who gives the orders. Waits at the, the side for all the uh, pickings to be handed over to you, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Is that how it works? Yeah. So, so how's it growing this week, Mike? Oh, it's growing right. Yeah? Any yeah. details? No. <laughs> you disappoint me. That's what she With said. Your, your, your lack of open candour. Well, that is what she said. Oh, shut up. Okay, so this week's Late Night Large, we're talking about a great summer event. I believe we did m- mention it briefly on the summer edition of Late Night Large. We may, Well, we probably touched on it. We did. We, like, we touched on a lot, upon a lot of things. Oh, fuck me, don't we? Ish. <laughs> Some more nervous. So what's tonight's theme, Mike? Festivals. Yes, we're talking about festivals and parties and galas and whatnot. Community kind of things. Community piss-ups. Because according to Wikipedia, a festival, otherwise known as a gala, is an event ordinarily staged by some local community which centres on and celebrates some unique aspect of that community and the festival itself. Galloingo. Uh, no, not, not sure that's quite on the same lines. So. I look at it as a festival. Where are we going to kick off, Mike? Kick how, off. How, how, how are we going to start growing on this uh, subject? Well. Like algae spores. There's, um, there's an obvious. Obviously, we could talk about our own experiences. Mm, um, mm, right, okay. Let's just. Uh, Let's fly straight into it then, Mike. Well, that's what she said. So, what's your uh, what's your personal experience? In fact, it's, it's funny you should mention the uh, phone and wallet pinch. Thing. <laughs> I was go uh, on. I was once in and around a bit of a bit of mosh pitting going on. Whereabouts? Come on, g- give some was context. There's in Wakestock in uh, Vales. Wakestock, okay. Yeah. Vales. Let's come out. I must have wanted a drink. That sounds like me. I probably right. did want a drink. I reached my wallet. Man, right. can't, man can't find his wallet. <laughs> man turns. What a man turns to Alex Rodini, right. and I'm like, man can't find his wallet. <laughs> he's like, what? I can't find my wallet. My wallet's gone. It was in my pocket like a minute ago. It's not here now. And he's all like, oh fucking hell. So my boy in front turns around, goes, so you say you lost your wallet? But like, yeah, you're fucked, mate. You ain't gonna find that. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. I, I actually just laughed. I went, well, if I can see about that. So I steamrolled straight back in there, <laughs> throwing elbows, like people everywhere, and uh, all fucking jumping around like, well, yeah, like you know what. 
And uh, so there I am looking around on the fucking floor trying to find a wallet. It's dark, the wallet's dark, everything is up fucking. What are the chance? You're not going to find it. Wow, okay. Mike Large found it. Mike Large found what? this. What? Yeah. Think of it like shit. Mental. True story, TS. Go on, where, where did you find it? On the floor. Man, I literally was just pushing people out of the way, searching, like, systematically, like, every, like, bit. Nook and cranny that you've been to. Yeah. Like, wow. Just so, threw, basically... Threw got one person out of the way, it was there it was, so... <laughs> they were stretched off to the medical tent. So, what you're saying is, basically, the darkness worked in your favour in the end, because some, some light-fingered tea leaf wasn't able to, uh... Mm. Had they have noticed See, they, it, they, they may might well have emptied it and uh, expelled their load, maybe. In yeah, as I would have <laughs> Of course, because the number one thing I like to do when I've uh, stolen someone's possession is then leave my DNA all over it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> G- give them a little bit of a clue to tracking it down. Guess who? <laughs> uh, that, that's pr- that's pretty fucking insane, really. If you think about it. Wow. That's uh, mm, that, uh that's not not a very uh, wholesome story though, is it, mate? Well, go on then, give us a wholesome story. Oh, we might grow to that. But uh, w- how much ha- how much festival experience? Let's grow then. Yeah, okay. Well, let's grow. We get into it. Oh, I'm growing now. So, how much festival experience do you have personally? Do you go do you go to sort of one a year or, or mm, more than that? Or I'd like to. I don't tend to have time. I'm too. What busy. you mean I'm is too busy these no. Days. What you mean is out of the logistics because. Everybody has time. You just need to plan it in advance. No. I or do you not have the kind of friends who are able to plan things in advance? <laughs> no, I'm perfectly capable of. Uh, oh yeah. Of doing that, I just I don't, genuinely just don't have time. No, oh, shut up. Man works. <laughs> Man works all the time. Oh yeah. Man's got to earn some peas. Some peas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny you should mention peace because peas because we all have. <laughs> no. We all have peas that. Peace at festivals. We all have clover. Uh, well, what's coming over a tub of clover? Me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Among many religions, a feast is, of course, a set of celebrations in honour of a god or gods. Fucking right. Originally, feast and festival were historically interchangeable because, of course, for pagan festivals and even latterly Christian festivals what have you the feast was the festival it meant some kind of, well not a banquet but like you say a, a mass of food along tables and what have you outside and people generally indulging in an orgy of crapulence in honour of their god Ronald McDonald the term feast has also entered common secular parlance as a synonym for any larger elaborate meal and that's probably where the two terms Forked. When used as in the meaning of a festival, it most often refers to a religious festival rather than a film or art festival. Which mm. brings us on to this, Mike. Grow on. We're thinking, me and you, you and I, I'm sure, us, of festivals as the kind of things we're most likely to be involved in, and that would probably be arts or music more likely than anything else. Yeah. So we're not going to be the kind that that are uh, going to be involved in these. Religious kind of festivals. No, is it fuck? Although, is it fuck? Although perhaps you might be interested, Mike, in knowing that you know there there are some festivals that involve much nudity and exploring of each other's cavities. Fucking right, get me involved in some of that. Is there bare food as well? Oh yeah, this large fest. 
fucking large fest. Can you imagine it? We'll discuss the logistics of this festival that we're uh, about to create. We are about to create large fest. Large un- fest. Un- unleash it. Unleash the large fest. Yeah. There's no need for security. Everyone's welcome. Mike Large is security. Although Mike, yeah, Mike wanders around, busting out Daz and Troy whenever there's any trouble. Any uh, any word of rapes and uh, Mike kicks the shit out of... Uh, the woman uh, the to give you a <laughs> <laughs> to give you a fighting chance of uh, <laughs> okay that that was clearly a very inappropriate comment Mike we're going to move on quite swiftly right. to, to wash away the detritus of that horrible horrible image festivals have many different purposes like we said getting fucked up oh different types rather we have arts festivals music festivals cultural festivals of kinds and jizz religious. festivals any, right, any other fest. ca- any other oh, yeah jizz fest oh, <laughs> what other kind of have you heard of any other kinds of festivals perhaps there's some minority interest festivals like maybe truck festivals Bull. HTV festivals kind of thing or okay, well, yeah yeah or uh, I'm pretty sure there's I guess fest- there's car festivals all the time I, I guess yeah. you call them festivals yeah and I so. guess and there's obviously ethnic minority festivals all the time as well I'm sure traveller festivals uh, Sikh festivals maybe as, yeah. well, as well as the religious just the ethnic minority kind of thing can yeah man can you think of anything specific are there any you've heard of around here like mm. other than music festivals not really yeah. around here I don't know I could well I could be just ignorant to them but yeah you could be pulling my puff in here oh well yeah I do like to pull your puff in (laughs) so festivals of many types serve to meet specific needs as well as to provide entertainment these times of celebration and I think we can all agree they are times of celebration offer offer a sense of belonging for religious social or geographical groups Modern festivals that focus on, as we said, cultural or ethnic topics seek through the festival to inform members of their tradition. In past times, festivals were times when the elderly shared stories and provided a means for unity among families. Yeah, well, get over it, Grandad, that doesn't happen anymore. No, now people just go and have unprotected sex and... I was going to say that, Mike. Is, uh, copious amounts of drugs and alcohol. Well, speak for... Yourself. A lot of people, yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's what festivals have mainly become, Mike? Just yeah. An orgy of uh, orgy. Just an, an orgy, orgy of an orgy of social indulgence that is 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 kind of frowned upon. Yeah. In the modern routine. Yeah. 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 And why the fuck not? That's an interesting way of uh, looking at it, Mike. And I'm sure we've come to that conclusion quite early. So, <laughs> thanks for a late night, large. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, Good night. <laughs> I hit the nail on the head, though, don't I? I think so. We'll probably get round to discussing some of the largest, <laughs> yeah, buddy, festivals around the UK and elsewhere, like Large Fest, and like Large Fest, the up and coming festivals. <laughs> oh, there'd be plenty to meet coming. all festivals. Oh, <laughs> we sometimes think of festivals. I don't know. We kind of think of them through the prism of the major kind of musical festivals around the UK, but. Did you realise that quite so much of the UK was catered for? Okay. According to Wikipedia, these aren't all musical festivals, obviously, but there are actually festivals covered in the following counties. Bedfordshire, Berkshire, Brighton and Hove, Bristol, Buckinghamshire, Cambridgeshire, Cheshire, Cornwall, County Durham, Cumbria, Derbyshire, Devon, Dorset, East Sussex, Essex. 
Gloucestershire, Greater Manchester, Hampshire, Herefordshire, Hertfordshire, Isle of Wight, Kent, Lancashire, Leicestershire, Lincolnshire, London, Merseyside, Norfolk, Northamptonshire, Northumberland, Nottinghamshire, Norfolk. Oxfordshire, whoop, Shropshire, Somerset, Staffordshire, Suffolk, Surrey, Tyne and Weir, Warwickshire, West Midlands, West Sussex, Wiltshire, Worcestershire and Yorkshire. That's a lot of the UK covered. It's better places. Uh-huh. And that's not including the, like you say, the ethnic minorities or the LGBT events, things like that. So, that's that's at least 40-plus counties covered by festivals of some kind. So there's there's always something to do sometime around the summertime. Because, of course, that is, that is when the festivals come into their own. Because everyone wants to be outdoors. My, what is it? Okay, I'm going to say it straight out. I'm going to say it straight out. Say it. Say it straight out. Say it straight out. Say it. Say it straight out. I think I'm in love with a Greg Westface. Exactly. That was what I was trying to say. You're in love with a man. The Greg face. You're in love with a man. It's fine. Aaron, I've had this before. All right. Look, let's forget about it. That way, it was clearly a joke. Let's move on. Musical festivals, because I think that's what most people are going to come to the conclusion of when they think of festivals. These days, yeah. What What are the big ones, Mike? Come on, off the top of your head. What are the big, big, big uh, music festivals in the UK? Oh, I wonder if he's trying to get me to name drop Ga- Glastonbury. Glastonbury, Aaron. No, that's that's a big one. Have you uh, any, articles <laughs> about, any articles about Glastonbury? You puffing. Have you at all? Any, you had no need to uh, any, lead the conversation uh, like that. Any... Any articles? Have you done look, any? Look. About, about Glastonbury at all? I'm not saying that I wrote, any, I wrote a fantastic article yeah, that's yeah, available yeah. online about the troubles that yeah, Glastonbury faced from 1970 to 2010. Yeah, he'll post a link, no doubt, on, uh, on the Oh, per- perhaps I will. Perhaps, perhaps I will. Indeed, yeah. But what we're trying to say, Mike, I was actually thinking of others. No, you weren't. Okay, you. look. No, 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 I'm thinking of how many can we Go think on, of other top of Listen off. Well, obviously Glastonbury you just named. V Festival, Latitude... Festival, Reading Festival, Reading Leeds, yeah. Download, Sinosphere, Wakestock, Wakestock, Isle of Wight. Oh, it's fucking loads. Gone. I Tea in the Park. Yeah. Virgin Wireless Festival. What uh, is there that one that's on Channel Four? What's that one? Or is that just Tea in the Park? Is there is there a, is there a BBC sponsored one? Maybe. I think there is a BBC I festival. There is, yeah. Yeah. So how many... Ha- oh, who could forget Fair Porkovich? Yeah. <laughs> Any of these you've been to? Other than Wakestock? How yeah. was Wakestock? What is Wakestock? Just give us a quick explanation. What, what, is, what is that as a festival? Music festival. <laughs> what kind of music? What kind of bands? Is it big? You know, is it, is it a fringe festival? Is it a big yeah, festival? Uh, it's, uh, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite a big one. Is it um, held in the same place in the UK every year? Uh, n- normally... But it it's, it's changed. It's changed a little bit. Has it got bigger or smaller? Probably a bit bigger. Okay. But um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't even remember who's who's playing now. Right. Truck good, festival. Good person good. to speak to would be Alex. Houdini, does he go remember. every year? Does he? No, but he'll remember who was playing on this one time. I think. Oh, this is a good festival, chum. He's uh, well. I won't go into what he is. 
We'll have plenty Even of... I won't go there on late night large. Oh, uh, well, we'll have plenty of time to uh, discuss his shortcoming. Blessing. Yeah, we were talking, like you said. We, we think of music festivals. Music festivals is the most obvious. I'm going to come right out and say it. I think music is best enjoyed outdoors. Would you agree? I think. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I can I can point out a list of reasons, but overall. I can't give a definitive overarching reason why music is best enjoyed outdoors other than the origins of music. They were, you know, music was a community thing. It brought people together, made people dance, made people sing, made people sacrifice. Get really drunk and have sex. Uh, well, maybe nowadays, yeah. But my, there's something about the live experience, hearing music in the open air, do you think? Oh, definitely, yeah. Especially your favourite bands. It's those kind of experiences. I'm not trying to overblow this, but it's the kind oh, of th- it's the kind yeah, of thing we forgot one, a massive one. Go on. Cut impact is probably the biggest one. We forgot it. Yeah. Go on. The biggest one. The biggest. What in the world or the UK? In the UK. Well, we've forgotten. God, think, I can't think, think. Engage your brain. Come on. Oh, I. The single biggest festival, music festival. I can't think outside of Glastonbury. You are so narrow-minded. Grant. Just because you wrote that fucking answer. Yeah, it's not because of that. Name dropping Glastonbury. It's it's, it's pretty much the only uh, uh, the only two festivals I see in newspapers, like music festivals, the mentioned newspapers are Reading and Leeds and Glastonbury. There's you're not reading uh, the right newspapers. Grow on, tell me then. Tell tell everyone what you fucking smart ass. Most of these will know it. Deadington Rocks. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. There's your payoff. There's your punchline. Of course, because didn't you perform this this year, Mike? Yeah, I generally perform every year. But <laughs> <laughs> so, do you like camping at festivals, Mike? Well, I like camp. Uh, <laughs> do you like camping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're if you if let's say maybe if you're a young person, but. If if you're generally a human being who likes getting down with other human beings, this yeah, applies yeah. whatever age. You love the whole festival experience. Beings. You love the whole festival experience, Mike. We're talking camping, no showers, camping, shit toilets, you know, stinks. You drink from when you get up, shit food, sleep. shit alcohol, you see shit. You just <laughs> sit around, speak to people around. You meet new people. Yeah. Like, you know, but probably, is it, is fuck a couple of them. Oh. Uh, yeah, then you get your assholes. You meet them as well, and everyone's like, yeah, I hate that guy. Yeah, that guy's a prick. Do you see what that guy did? Yeah, what a knob. And then, you know, and then you probably beat him up later, and then, like, fuck his girlfriend or something. Steal his drugs. Yeah, steal his drugs. Take as many as you can and sell the rest. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, fuck his girlfriend. I've never had such bullshit in my life, but... Um, there's kind of. I think you'll find. Do you like? No, come on. Do you like camping, Mike? Do you like camping? I I do quite like camping. Yeah. As in, you like it. You don't just tolerate it. No, I I, I like camping. Because there's the, the camaraderie. I like the idea of it. Yeah, the camaraderie, the getting back to nature, like not not having to be a pussy and need a proper yeah, yeah. bed. Yeah. 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 I quite like it. You know. It's, it's, it, it, the idea appeals to me, and you know, I, I do quite enjoy doing it. So. Okay, let's talk about the, uh, the the cons of camping. Wet the weather. You're yeah, exposed to the elements. Yeah. Uh, let, let me just give you this scenario, Mike. 
when you're camping, you run the risk of any number of horrible scenarios befalling you. Let's say, like most people, you haven't been practical, thought ahead, paid a little bit extra for quality, and you've just, I don't know, picked a £10 tent from Sainsbury's, pitched it up Great next, to, next, next to the hedge, because you think, oh, the perfect place next to the hedge. In the night, somebody's pissing all over your tent. And then you've got the weather to contend with. If there's gale force winds, you come back from watching the main band and your tent's blown away. If there's lightning, you become a, a human lightning rod. If there's heavy rain, uh, you'll wake up with trench foot and a, and a terrible cold. If there's bright sunshine, you will be woken up at the crack of dawn. I mean, 7am, you will be boiling alive in your tent. And you're, true and, story, yeah. And you'll be forced to race outside naked panting for air well I generally do that when I get up anyway but <laughs> very good that's what she said so those are the kind of pitfalls of camping or as we found on our latest expedition we went to download this year I'm just going to come out and say it and we bought some slightly less slightly more expensive than, than downright cheap tents we pitched up on a slope because the only campsite that was realistically available to us was on a massive slope. The way we figured it, we were carrying some heavy shit. We weren't going to go all the way up the hill, particularly as the bloody rain had uh, made the ground soft enough so it felt like you were walking through quicksand. And we didn't want to be right at the bottom because the puffins at the bottom would obviously get all kinds of flooding and everything would just basically roll down the hill around their tents. So we pitched up, I don't know quarter of the way up the slope with a nice little clearing in between some other tents tripped over the guy ropes a few times but who hasn't of course and uh, we set up, we even had a marquee over the top of our tents to protect us from heavy rain and potentially shade us a little bit in the end what happened is uh, <laughs> David, my associate didn't have anything covering the back end of his tent though as in the bulk of his tent wasn't was not in the angle or firing line of any of the tents. In other words, the rain hammered down on his tent with little to no cover, and he woke up in the morning with all of his bedding soaked. And eventually, I think, had to throw his tent away. So those are the kind of horrible things that come before you because of you being so exposed to the elements. It's also part of the charm. Yeah? Have you had any horrible element stories? Like uh, weather stories well, and festivals? Yeah, you, if you've got something lent up against the side of the tent and it's obviously wet and damp in the morning oh, or whatever, no, like, yeah. that's a shit one. Oh, that's the other thing. Also, when you're sleeping in a tent, which, by the way, which is a challenge in itself, when you're finally asleep and then you roll over and you forget, obviously, the lack of room, reach your arm out and push it against the tent and obviously making contact with a fabric makes all the water seep yeah, through. Fucking <laughs> shit one. That is a shit one. Never again will we buy a cheap tent. Until next year. <laughs> Absolutely. So, we will be right back after our next track. We'll give you a quick break. This is a, a bit of a classic this, from the, from the mid-90s. This is a fucking belter. You'll love it. Matty Gibb, you'll love it. The following section has been removed due to copyright infringement. Sorry about that. Fight the power. Welcome back. Mike wholeheartedly approved of that. Musical offering. That was a fucking belter. I've got hard on for that. He knows, he knows. Oh, he grows. <laughs> anyway, now, 
when we talk about UK festivals, I'm sure people worldwide would acknowledge Glastonbury has that X factor. Here we go. That's for, Here sorry, so something you want to get off your chest, mate? This thing I want to get on yours. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was lucky enough to go to Glastonbury after five years of trying. Have you ever been, Mike? Uh, no. No. I thought not. Well, anyway, my uh, my point here is to talk about how big music festivals can get and how big is too big. Let me give you an example. When Michael Evis founded Glastonbury back in 1970, it was actually a pound to get in. And that included, I think, Mark Bolam in an early incarnation of T-Rex playing. Oh, fucking right. Yeah, so it was one pound to get in and obviously... You know, no no walls or fences or anything. Now, basically, Glastonbury... If you're not aware of Glastonbury's X-Factor, it's, it's down to the kind of... the intersection of ley lines and uh, being so close to the summer solstice. And having been through some of the Glastonbury fields, there is, like, a pretty mystical feeling around some of them. And that's not just a naked earpiece. Mostly, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... It, it continues through the 70s now and again, although it wasn't really a regular feature. And then it suddenly became big when it started uh, being accustomed to uh, other kind of cultural elements and crafts and became sort of the Glastonbury Festival of Performing Arts, which it is now. But it, it started becoming a, a bit of a monster towards the 80s and it became involved with some pretty just causes like the campaign for nuclear disarmament, etc. And part of its massive success, I'd say, in the 80s was probably a rebellion against like the Thatcherite feeling of the day, that kind of thing. And there's always been kind of a counterculture thing about it. They Obviously, they had some massive problems with uh, gatehoppers and, and travellers, particularly in the 90s. They Since then, they've obviously had to uh, beef up security and have massive fences put around the site. And now people say with the price of tickets and the massive fences and everything, the spirit of Glastonbury has just been sold away. Any, uh, any, any opinion, Mike? I can see, I can see that. I can see what how people would think that, but that's that's just the price you pay. That's just what happens, you know. What price you pay for success? Yeah. So is this another case of a man has an idea? The idea attracts others, like-minded. The idea becomes an institution. What was the idea? Yes. Is it another example of that? Pretty much. Which is sad. But there, there could be a positive derived from it, Mike, because does, oh, that, well. does that just encourage new festivals to come all the time? Because if a festival initially is potentially sh- shit or great, and then lots of people think it's great and they enjoy it for three or four years then obviously more people will be attracted to it. It will swell, it will start losing some of that initial buzz, and then it will become crap again. Thus, you should surely get a perpetual cycle of new festivals re-emerging from the ashes of the old collapsed festivals that kind of collapsed under their own weight, the the weight of their own... uh, Penises. Maybe. Or do you think, though, that it goes the other way, where festivals Great. can never die yeah. because they appeal to the lowest common denominator, i.e., let's just say, the uh, the teenagers are going to get pissed at a weekend, pissed and sunburned. And pervy blokes uh, hoping just to go and look at some tits, Aaron. 
Oh, very good, Mike. Have you ever been to Reading Festival, Mike? Because that's got a bit of a notorious reputation as well. I was actually uh, conceived at Reading Festival. That's disgusting. Is that actually true? Yep. Classy. I'm not going to say anything else, but it says, um, a, it says a lot. That, that, what, go on, what does it say, Aaron? <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> Tell me what it says. Tell you what it says. It says so much. What does it say? Hey? What does it say? Well, you know. No, I don't. What does it say? <laughs> Tell me what it says. <laughs> right. If it says so much, what does it say? <laughs> we could do this back and forth all night. Tell me what she said. Tell me what it says. Well, what, what does it say? All right, maybe it's oh, maybe your maybe your anarchic nature. What does it mean? Maybe your anarchic nature could be put down to you being conceived at a festival, <laughs> especially Reading. God, have you ever been to the toilets? If you have, I ever been to the toilet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice, I think. Sorry, maybe. Let me rephrase that. Have you ever Vile. flushed the toilet? No. <laughs> no. Look, festival toilets are fucking minging. No, no, no. Festival toilets. Festival toilets are bad. Obviously, listen. Nobody likes festival toilet. Hey, but Reading, hey. <laughs> Reading festival toilets are on another level. I had to be there. I had to see it to believe it. I had to smell it to believe it. It. It's not. It's not a toilet. It's hell. It's hell on earth. I've seen Reading Festival toilets. I've I've looked down into the cesspit underneath Reading Festival toilets, and you wonder if there is a god when you see that kind of thing. Extreme. Let's not let's not even start about the stories of people falling in. Slash being pushed. <laughs> exactly, because Reading Festival, other than the toilets, it's got a reputation for having uh, for, for kind of harbouring the. More aggressive members of the the little teenage factions of society kind of attracts the violent elements, the kind of puffins who like to throw gas canisters on bonfires, that kind of thing. Nothing like that. No. <laughs> but let's face it: at the end of every festival, there's a lot of testosterone flying around. Sometimes you just have to sign the festival off by burning everyone's tent in an orgy of destruction. Mike. Or use that testosterone for another type of orgy. <laughs> that's what, well, that's bit bit and done, really, isn't it? Hasn't it? The rest of the festival. Yeah. Why not do it at the end as well? Uh, I don't want to hear that, Mike. Oh, you do. What What other major UK festivals can I think of? Well, okay, I'm just going to speak about some of the ones I've been to. Download, obviously. Formerly done into Monsters of Rock. Fantastic festival. Like Reading, but with harder bands, hotter women. And less puffins, to be quite honest. And there was a hundred and fifty foot zip wire this year. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I'd um, I, f- I feel like I should use uh, this opportunity now just to say that actually I was not conceived at a reading. I was pulling your puffin. You're full of sheds. How did I know that? Because I opened my mouth. <laughs> Exactly. That smell wasn't the Reading Festival toilets. It was the shit coming out of my mouth. Well done, Mike. Yeah, so the 150 foot zip wire was great, but festivals aren't all good. I've had some iconic moments, seen some bands that I'll remember the rest of my life. More to the point, the great thing about festivals as well, 
you know, people, especially people who aren't like into music or claim they're not, and they go to get pissed up and to see one or two big headline bands that they've heard on the radio or that they bought the albums of. One of the great, great things about festivals that often get completely glossed over is when you're wandering randomly between stages when there's no particular band you want to see and all of a sudden you hear something that catches your ear and you think, wow, that's pretty cool, Let me ch- let's check that out. And all of a sudden you're introduced into a whole new world, a new artist you've just discovered randomly on the hoof. I always love seeing people asleep as well in stupid places. So funny. Oh. Especially the the guys that fall asleep standing up, the women who fall asleep in the sun get horrendously sunburned. The people that fall asleep in the toilets. Yeah. By the toilets. Who have to get security to crowbar them out with mm. with their pants around their ankles. And maybe and a smile, smile on their, their face. face. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? And of course who grows? Who grows? But I know there's some people, you know, it's their idea of a nightmare being in close contact with that many people, sleeping in in the outdoors, on the rough ground. I was made for that shit. No, I think it is fantastic. But, we, as we were saying on the Mod Cons edition, Mike, of Lane and Large, I don't know if you can remember back that far, but the Mod Cons edition of Lane and Large, we discussed that the, 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 the one thing that the human race will probably miss more than anything else if our modern conveniences were be to be removed tomorrow, indoor plumbing. And festivals, of course... You do not have that. You do not have decent showers or decent available showers. You just have cesspits. And toilets. Now, I don't know how many of you have used a portaloo. Portaloos are great. Have you ever used a portaloo that's being used by hundreds of other people? It's have not it, cool. Have you ever used a portaloo that someone seems to have had a seizure in and just sprayed feces all over? <laughs> A place. Kevin, it's all night. Not mentioning any names. <laughs> Have you ever been in a portaloo that has long since, uh, long since, since, yeah, long since, ceased to have the ability to flush? Thus, you have what we, in layman's terms, describe as a tower of shit. <laughs> oh, nasty. That's that gradually starts horrible. to creep out of out of the bowl. And means you 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 have to you have to actually stand with your feet on either side of the toilet seat and not so much hover but slightly angle yourself from a standing position projectile shit these are the kinds of unpleasant realities you will face when you go to a music festival but there's other great things like getting food poisoning from the uh, many food carts around the festival arena causes probably half of the shit that builds up in the toilet oh yeah I got horrendous food poisoning fortunately it was the last night of the festival but at Cropperty Festival which by the way I'd recommend unfortunately like we were saying it's got a bit too big now it's very overpriced although it's got some fantastic headliners now anyway fantastic vibe we've had some great times you know especially when Alex Regini soaked Jacob Karadi's sleeping bag in Tia Maria for throwing his festival stall into the canal. But, 
on the last night of one of the properties, I think I'd had a fantastic festival. I was chilling out, and we were walking past the food carts on the way out of the arena. And the Chinese was giving away the rest of its food that it couldn't sell, rather than throw away. So we got a massive bag full of overcooked noodles, spring rolls, corn crackers, all that kind of junk. And I have a feeling it was the spring rolls. I woke up the next morning vomiting kept vomiting for about 12 hours absolutely no luckily it wasn't out my arsehole but I was vomiting for quite some time don't be an arsehole yeah exactly we'll be right back play some funky music white boy welcome back much like me and Mike that was Teenage Fan Club and we were talking about music festivals particularly and a festival is a fantastic way to meet new people to just let yourself go what other occasion could you just wander around not having a shower in three days in the, in the, with ridiculous sunburn I think we both know some people that do that anyway true but how could you get away with that and still expect to be laid only at a festival yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Dirty, dirty sex at festivals, God. Fucking right. Uh, I should also say another funny story. At festivals, I don't know if you've been to many, they have port They also have port urinals. I don't know if you've seen those things. Yeah. Uh, one year, 2009, I believe, download. There was a guy trying to act all cool. As he walked away from the urinals, only one has slipped over. All up his oh, ass, all up his back, did. with cesspit mud and I felt so bad because when he got up he tried to laugh it off but none of his friends wanted to come anywhere near him that's hard and the problem is much like if there's torrential rain what are you going to do you know you're lucky to find a shower if there is one but you have to pay for it and you have to queue for a long time so basically whatever state you get yourself in you're going to have to tolerate it till you go home yeah it's pretty pretty shit pardon the pun if something like that happens and that's if you can find your car and it hasn't been broken into or stolen when you get back to the parking lot yeah so festivals are fun <laughs> they're fantastic Mike I thought in our last segment we'd uh, would have a bit of a chuckle by looking through the Telegraph chuckle, chuckle the Telegraph's list of the UK's weirdest festivals and give me some comments on these because we, wa- we want to be clear that it's not just music festivals that happen all over the Britain. Now, Mike, there's something called the Dun the Dunmo Flitch Trials in Great Dunmo, which is in Essex in mid July. Every f- Dunmo. Ah, <laughs> enough it, Dunmo. It, 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 enough jokes. Yeah. Every four years, married couples from all over the world apparently co- swingers party. compete to convince a panel of judges that now they are hitched. They have neither transgressed, nor had a brawl, nor offended each other in deed or word in 12 months. Couples that are deemed successful when a hunk of bacon and during a procession are carried on the shoulders of men throughout the village. I can imagine a lot of guys saying, bacon, I've... but that sounds like the most retarded festival <laughs> that I've ever heard. sounds fucking ridiculous. 
How, it, how could you prove that? How could you possibly prove... It's just a load of shit. It's a show of solidarity. It's a load of shit. Okay, here's another one. Sure. Dwyle flonking. Try and say that three uh, times fast. Dwyle flonking, dwyle flonking, dwyle flonking. I know about oh, this one. Oh, in lose. Go on, I grow on. Explain to us what it's about. Basically, you get some motherfuckers uh, round... Uh, some rowdy motherfuckers. Some rowdy motherfuckers in a circle... And they all like dance around some fucking music and that. You got some motherfucker in the middle <laughs> with like some fucking soggy rag on a stick that is in a bucket of like jizz and shit. Has he, has he got his stinking rag? Fucking so. right. And basically, when when it stops, like the music stops, I think the music stops. Basically, he has to try and fling this rag <laughs> at, at people. <laughs> and and as you get different points, like if you get a groin shot, like you get like good points, like headshot, obviously, like different parts of the body you get different points for really? I, I believe if that's the if that's the right thing that i'm thinking of yeah wow no i think you're right that again absolutely ridiculous okay we're on to early august and apparently there's no name for this a uh, tradition held in norfolk this year at the dog inn ludden bridge i say this year what what year is it we we're not quite sure probably quite recently this year at the dog inn ludden bridge licensing authorities decided to allow players to fill the pot, whatever that is, with real oldie English ale once again, much to everyone's relief. I think we might have missed a little bit of context there. I'm guessing it's a real ale festival of some kind that you drink out of some esteemed goblet or pot. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Okay, we're on to the next one. In Hakesy Hood in Lincolnshire, this looks good fun. Legend has it that this 700-year-old tradition began when Lady de Mowbray, I assume she's the one that uh, makes the pork pies, yeah was out riding and a gust of wind blew blew off her hat <laughs> some farm labourers set about retrieving it and she was so pleased that she named the person who handed it to her Lord of the Hood a man who had caught the hat but been too afraid to hand it to her was dubbed the Fool oh dear got mugged off on the twelfth night of Christmas much. the tussle is replayed started by the Fool from a stone in front of Hakesy Parish Church so basically that's just a uh, Basically, it's just a re recounting, a reliving of that those events. Sweet. So, just to get it straight, people in Lincolnshire get their rocks off by pretending to give a hat back to an imaginary member of the aristocracy. Interesting folk. Definitely, but you know, is it any stranger than fawning over a child born to incredibly wealthy people? Who oh, will... fucking get over it carry on growing we're hunting of the Earl of Rhone in Combe Martin in Devon the village of Combe Martin which looks like a very picturesque little place where they don't have washing machines or things like that stages one of the region's oldest and oddest customs allegorical characters search the streets for the Earl of Rhone during this four day event finally finding him on the Monday night how convenient the pitiful Earl is then paraded through the streets, sitting backwards on a donkey, shot in inverted commas, <laughs> unfortunately not from a cannon, knocked off his mount and finally thrown into the sea. Again, you assume that this is all kind of pretend. <laughs> you reckon? Uh, we hope. Otherwise there's going to be a lot of corpses that aren't being searched for because they're all relatives, aren't they? Oh, interesting picture. There's Skipton Sheep Day on July the 1st in Yorkshire, in Skipton. Sheep and lambs are given the run of the high street for a special race between each other in tribute to the town's farming heritage. 
There are also entertaining sideshows too, from sheepdog duck herding to cow milking demonstrations and vintage tractors. Very much one for the rustic folks there. Uh-huh. Big up to the farming communities. Worm charming, Mike. G- uh, give us a give us a lowdown. I'll on charm this. your worm. Well, I've heard you you love a bit of snake charming yourself, but tell us about give top, us top uh, snake charm, aren't I? Ugh. So uh, basically, this is uh, in Black Corton in Devon. So the West Country, they're, they love they're these. All, they're all fucking weird. They love these esoteric. They're all weird motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, so this is some some May shit going on up in here. Uh, basically, fancy dresses encouraged at the International Festival of Worm Charming, where in between Maypole and Morris dancing. Oh, Morris dancing is down in. Yeah, yeah. Andy Morris dancing. Oh, Andy Morris dancing, okay. Uh, Participants scrabble around in a secret, inverted commas, field, trying to invoke the ancient art. So I guess that's of worm worm charming, whatever that may be. Oh, be warned though. Any liquid poured onto the ground must also be drunk to prove it won't harm the worms. Cider usually proves popular. I wonder why. That's some interesting. Those country bumpkins, West Country bumpkins. Now we're into bog, the Bogner Birdman in Bogner Regis, Mike. No, this is get take us through this. This man. is some this more. Is this is some more interesting shit right up in here. Uh, this is a July one, so it's a summer one, and uh, for obvious reasons, because it's uh, the uh, seaside, obviously in Bogner. Um, so each year, human. Inverted commas, birdmen leap off a pier at the seaside resort to see who can fly the furthest. Simple idea, really, isn't it? Like, basic, simple idea, but actually really cool. And I imagine. I'm liking the prize as well. Have you seen that? uh, Expect crazy costumes, complex man powered flying machines. Do they build them themselves? Plenty of silly fun. I believe that's probably the idea, yeah. A prize of £30,000 is offered to the furthest flight. Over a hundred meters. That's that's quite quite a prize, to be fair. That's fucking decent. That's got quite a big thing. Obviously, that's that's grown and that's. Uh, okay. I'd like to go to that one. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. Fucking there's right. not much needs to be said about this. Apparently, in Swayton in Lincolnshire, they celebrate egg throwing, which is not just egg throwing, everything to do with eggs, egg, egg hurling, egg catching, and egg and spoon races. Bog snorkeling. Now you're talking. Now, normally, this is only performed at Kevin Eastwell Knight's place, <laughs> but... A crazy Welsh motherfuckers. In Wales, they like a bit of bog snorkelling, which is exactly what it sounds like. They, get, they wouldn't if it was Kevin Eastwell Knight's place. No, time. exactly. <laughs> they get plum deep in the bog, with their snorkels on, and it, it's a bit dirty, to be honest. Come on, trying to catch them growing dirty. Exactly, but they never can, to be honest. We're on to the mud race, the Molden Mud Race in Essex. And they take... 250 competitors, apparently, take part in this insane scramble through the stinking ink-black mud of the Blackwater Estuary in Essex. Entrants are advised to get a tetanus jab and tape their shoes to their feet. That is pretty crazy. And as we're getting close to the end, I was just going to round them off, Mike, these uh, crazy festivals... Well, Needless to say, they were subjects like uh, barrel racing, gurning, that 
Have you ever heard of the Shrovetide football match where the entire town plays with a football, kicks it across town from one end to the other? Sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Toe wrestling, Yorkshire pudding racing. That's... I'm not. I'm being serious. I just looked on the page. They actually build Yorkshire puddings big enough to float and carry children in. Fucking decent. Yeah. That. I mean, that's amazingly good. Stinging nettle eating. Interesting one. Scarecrow festival. Right. And cheese rolling. Cheese rolling, obviously, is very. Ste- local, that's a staple. So yeah, it's definitely one. a staple. But yeah, I wondered what you. Uh, I wonder what you thought of. So- Particularly the the toe yeah. wrestling Yorkshire pudding. Some racing. interesting shit going on there. Stinging that. <laughs> Some stuff I'd get involved in. I think get myself out all up in that shit. But if I was to say anything to our listeners, get involved with these things. Get amongst. I know. It. I know some of them are up north because they're all crazy up north. A Dan Grizelka. But or these northerners down put, south. or down no well down southwest yeah the southwest and the northerners. It's because they. I think they take themselves less seriously than us assholes. So we Don't really need to, no, we really need to get down with the Northerners and the Southern Westerners, country bumpkins. Get involved in these kind of festivals. Oh, I particularly I like the Yorkshire pudding one. That does and sound it, pretty good, actually. A little, little bit more appealing than the mud racing, where you might get you have to have a tetanus shot. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you don't. Know. <laughs> I always love having a corro- corroded metal uh, slice my skin open. Or treading on syringe needles, that kind of thing. Well, it appeals to me, so... Well, that's what you get when you go to a festival, really, isn't it? Fucking right. If I don't leave a festival with tracks on my arms, I haven't had a good time. (laughs) Definitely not. Okay. Right. Anything else to add, Mike, because we're going to have to depart for this week? Um, I think it's, uh... Goodbye from uh, me. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye from you. Hope you enjoy any festivals you might have planned. You growers. And we will grow you next week, however sunburnt and hungover you are. And we're going out to a classic from Lazy Bee. Mike, underwear goes inside the pants. <laughs>